Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian, and you are back for another episode of the Total Off-Road Podcast. Which one is it? 50 freaking six. 56. I was going to say lucky number 56. <laughs> you should have, because there's been some people that have been asking about the lucky numbers. I just like, when do you bring that back? Whatever you want. Okay. Just, just pop it in yep. every once in a while. 57 sounds like a good one. Okay. Lucky we'll number 57 because seven's in there and yep. seven's my lucky number. Seven is a good number. So, uh, yeah, we're back. Another episode, another week. I hope you guys had a kick-ass week starting off your 2021, getting a rock and rolling here. Um, it is the 12th, I do believe, as of this release. Yes. And here's the bad news. We're going to start early with this. I'm going to get get it right out of the way. Drop it like a bomb. Like a bomb. I have four days to make a decision. Okay. I have four days to make a decision. No, actually, I have three days. As this releases, I have three days to make a decision on whether or not I'm going to go to the cliffs on Saturday. Mm. That's the last day. So they have announced it finally. They're going to stop trucks. The last day for trucks will be the 17th. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yep. Um, Are we going? I'm not going. You're not going to go. No. If I go, you're not coming with me. Well, just asking. Oh, but Saturday. I'd probably have to start working Saturdays. You should get somebody else to do it for you. Tell them you're sick. Let me look at the list of other people. <clears throat> uh, there's no list. Can I post that picture of that truck? Which truck? Yours. Older. Where at? Where at? On, our, on our Instagram. Oh. Is that a no-go? Uh, Why? I don't know. Okay. I just was like in a post up, be like, can we take a moment to appreciate? There was a bunch of social media <laughs> stuff uh, that was posted or like went down uh-huh. earlier this year with the uh-huh. company. That was like, like a uh, if you have anything relating to the company on your social media page and blah. blah there was a couple out. Well, there was a branch manager in Springfield that got fired. Really? What was his? He's like mm-hmm. uh, he posted some derogatory okay yeah. phrases back right. like ten years ago on his Facebook what? page, and they kicked him down the road. Oh, that kind of derogatory. Yeah. Like racially charged. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, because that's how it works these days. We yeah. just judge everybody on what they used to say. Yep. And then I'm I guess uh, that, that, that to me, like if you look back in somebody's history and it's 10 years ago and they're like, well, you said it like this. Well, yeah. like, bro, people change. Yeah. Like, give somebody a fucking chance. Well, he was 29 <clears throat> when he said it. No, currently. Oh, my God. So 10 years ago, he was 19. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Yeah. Um, people are dumb. You know that, right? Like, yeah. there's no common sense related. But he anymore. got fired from a good job for that. Yeah. And then there because, was. Uh, because, oops, I didn't take that off my page from 10 years ago. Yeah. When you were 19. Yeah. When you're uh, 19 and somebody pissed you off and you said something charged of some yep. something controversial today. Yeah. And, I, and maybe I mean, not even then. Like, so I didn't much. see it. So I don't know what it was. I just was. And like, told the worst part is, good. is like, do they know his backstory? Like, at the time, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you've if learned things. We don't. Oh, yeah. Like, you learn things every day. That's like yep. the whole when, uh, what's her name? What was that chick's name? The cook? Um, Paula Dean. Oh. When yeah. she got chastised yep. for things that she said in the 70s when they were, at the time, it was socially okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, that was 30 years ago. There's a lot of change happens you know in saying? 30 exactly. years. Hopefully. Like, I mean, maybe it hasn't, but I mean, that's the thing. Well, like, yeah. Some but, people can change quite a bit in that time. Oh, right. Exactly. Time frame. You know, and it's just, one of the, I don't know, that sort of thing when somebody just goes off the handle mm-hmm. and they freak out about something somebody said 10 years ago without giving them an opportunity to, to even explain themselves yep. or have any kind of uh, thing. It just pisses me off. Anyway, so nonetheless, the, I was going to post that here's the on our social that was, media. That was funny. I was just going to post that and be like, can we take a moment to appreciate how hard 
the guys at United Girls work. We're getting down. Like, they get the job done. Look at this truck. Apparently, there was a guy who uh-huh. was part of a neighborhood group yeah. on Facebook. A neighborhood group. Yeah. Okay. A thing, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently <clears throat> had a disagreement with one of his neighbors, mm-hmm. threatened to beat one of his neighbor's <laughs> ass with his cane. <laughs> With his cane. With his cane, yeah. And he worked for the company. Yeah. He's an older fella. So I I don't know who, like, <laughs> I'm assuming the old, it was some old guy that was, yeah. you know, complaining about something or whatever, and he oh. told him he was going to beat his ass with his cane own cane. Or, yeah, something like okay. that. Okay. Um, and this is all like, I heard this. Yeah. They, like, Great told vine. us all this uh, <laughs> on what not to do. And then uh, someone else not involved in the disagreement, uh-huh. but was also part of this Facebook neighborhood uh-huh. thing. Uh, didn't like the fact that this guy was, you know, threatening to uh do whatever with this cane or put this cane wherever he was Uh going to put it, Uh, screenshotted it all and sent it to his boss because on his Facebook profile, it showed where he worked. Yeah. And then I don't think he got fired, but I feel like it was one of those like, you're in trouble. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Because it's tied to the company. So after that, I went on my Facebook page and my Instagram. Yep, you won't (laughs) you won't figure out. You could probably read between the lines with something or like see a background photo or something, Uh but like for the most part, you don't know you doesn't say if you're not a friend of mine, you'd have no fun clue. And I I was like, this is this is one of the high sides of like working for yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah. You represent like, you and your opinions. Somebody and calls you. like your employees doing this. Well, I'll, I'll fire them. I'll kick his guy, ass. I'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's the thing. Like I, yeah. I'm proud of where I work. Like yeah. I'm the first to tell you, I'm the first to talk about it. I'm right. the first to post it on social media. I've posted pictures of like, Hey, out here busting ass doing this right, and right. You know, this, and it's all positive stuff. Um, but like, that's I'm crazy. not going to get just or, you know, yeah, pulled down because I put that out there. So mm-hmm. I just go, you know what? Fuck Fine. It. You don't want me to put that because they were like, remove all your, you know, the best option is just delete your Facebooks and all this. What? And I'm like, go the fuck away. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys run my personal yeah. life. So then they're yeah. like, well, you, if don't, you don't want a good motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I will not. Do, I got a fucking podcast around last, here. Folks. Last time I checked, my bank didn't have six figures a week coming in. So get the fuck Fact. out of my face. Um, but uh, yeah, that was their first option was to delete your social media accounts. Wow. The uh, the alternative God. to that was just remove all of your workplace employment or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so you don't want me to be proud that I work there. Nope. So I'll just remove all your shit and you can kiss my ass. Yep. That's it. So, God, yeah. That's, and that's wild. And I get that. Like when you have, what do you guys have? Thousands of employees. <laughs> yeah. You guys got what? 900 locations? Something like that. Yeah. So you got. It's a big fucking Tens company. of thousands of, lo- yeah. of uh, employees. And so like on the one hand, you have you who's like, you know, I'm proud to work here. Yeah. I have a, I hold a higher, you know, There's whatever. There's probably a lot of fuck sticks. Oh, yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of people doing dumb stuff on their social media that's just like, they're like, well, I don't get it. It's just where I work. The best one that I've seen. Okay. Uh, and then we'll move on. Yeah. But this is pretty funny. <laughs> this side tangent. There part. was a. Good story. I think it was on. It was either on Snapchat or TikTok. Uh-huh. That someone posted a video of a United Rentals water truck, like a tandem mm-hmm. axle water truck, was water blasting, like, because uh-huh. they got the fucking like spray bars and shit on them, was spraying a crowd of. <laughs> I, I don't know what, like, if it was BLM or whatever <laughs> oh, protest no. it was, but they oh, were literally, man. like, hosing these motherfuckers down. 
<laughs> Turns out, from what I have learned, it was someone had it on rent that was like yeah, some just yeah. somebody used it or whatever. Uh-huh. But it like down the side of this, I don't know, fucking thousand gallon tank yeah. is the like United biggest Reynolds. fucking United Rentals <laughs> logo that we could put on this thing. And they had like the cops had them pulled over oh, and all this man. shit. And I'm like, but it shows them like spraying down the protesters <laughs> and the cops like pulling over because that's a big like when you turn those things on, dude. That's a oh, that's a healthy yeah. dose of water. We fucked around with them at the yard a couple uh-huh. times, and boy, I, I'm usually the one holding the steering wheel. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I don't know how the pressure feels on the uh-huh. other side, but there's there's people that shouldn't be running were running out of yeah. the way, which is yeah. God, it was a glorious moment. It was just a hot day. I wanted to help them out. <sighs> yes. I just wanted to you know yeah water them down. They. They were angry because they were yeah. so hot. I had to cool them off. Yeah, one of our drivers come around the corner of the building, and I know, like started fucking accelerating towards him. He just fucking took off hauling oh, ass. I'm like, yeah, well, no part of that. But it's yeah, cool. so that was the uh, that was that the, the comical oh, moment man. for me because I'm just like, <laughs> that's the thing when you put your shit on the side of your vehicle and then you rent it out to somebody. Like you're at their mercy. You don't know what they're going to do with that. We had a. You didn't have them sign a contract that said don't spray yeah. protesters with this. The uh, cops. Yeah. <laughs> so I said this. That was the last. I could go on with this. For oh, a yeah. base. I'll bet. Yeah. We had a, if you guys don't like this conversation, then sorry. you don't live a real life. Yes. The <laughs> uh we had a pickup on rent to a company mm-hmm. once they were they were renting a bunch of equipment and then they would rent a pickup mm-hmm. to drive around this job site. And uh apparently they would drive this pickup back to their hotel or whatever because they were out of state guys that were working. You get a call one morning and it was uh, hey, do you guys have a spare key for this pickup? Uh-huh. Like no, mm. we don't. Oh, because sometimes we do, but sometimes sh- trucks get shipped around from uh-huh. store to store, so that the like key spare key doesn't go with it, right. kind of a thing. So it's kind of a crapshoot. Uh-huh. Um, so for that particular one, we did not. And we're like, why? What'd you do? You lose it? Uh, yeah, it's locked inside the the or no, That's they a- lost it. They lost it canoeing. Oh no, at the like river or some shit. Oh. But the truck was parked out front of a bar. Oh, Jesus. In this town. Oh, God. So what they had to do, we had to send a wrecker. <clears throat> to relocate the truck. Reload the truck back to Ford because Ford had to, like, reprogram oh, this because it was a new truck. Uh-huh. They had to, like, we had to get them all this paperwork that showed that we owned the truck or anything. Jeez. And they had to recut this key, right? Uh-huh. So they do this. We get them a key. We charge them for the tow and the and the key and all that. Oh man! And then I shit you not, like, two weeks later. They find the key. They called needing a letter that stated that united rentals owned the vehicle uh-huh and we're like what the fuck you need that for turns out somebody one of these guys got a dui got pulled over dui they oh impounded the truck the impound lot wouldn't release them or their boss the truck because they didn't own it united rentals owned oh it. oh my god so they had to get somebody they called our legal department we're like this is what happened and i get they just sent him like this letter yep. Wow. And I'm like, legal department's like, it happens all the time. Yeah, we're like, we have one of those. <laughs> we wrote up already. But I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, jeez. They, they totally like lost the key, like canoeing and all this stuff. Same company. Same guys. Uh, like, it was. That's, a, that's a rowdy bunch. Yeah, they know but how I to mean, party. You know, yeah. They're nice Tra- guys. Tradesmen stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like. <laughs> They're nice guys. They just know yeah, how to party. They just know how to get in. But boy. <laughs> Probably had three beers at dinner and then got pulled over. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know? know if they were like belligerently drunk or like, yeah. you know, had a couple of beers at dinner, but yeah. either way, yeah, I got pulled over, popped for a dewy, oh, and they like, God, impact. what Could a rough. Could you imagine though? 
Like <laughs> you're that guy's boss. <laughs> you just got a notification or an email or a phone uh-huh. call that like, yeah, we lost the key because we were canoeing. Okay. But the truck was at in a the- bar. So <laughs> you tell us how you lost the key, right? Yeah. Charge you for a tow bill, uh-huh. charge you for all this shit. Like, all right. Okay, that's your fucking get out of jail. Like, don't fuck this up again. Uh-huh. And then, like, a couple weeks later, yeah. So so and so got popped for a Dewey. <laughs> Shit's impounded in the truck in, in the, the rental in the rental truck. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're getting yeah. your own personal vehicle from now oh, on, man. Like, no thanks. That makes me glad I'm not in a management role because I'd uh, just be like, "Are you fucking serious?" And you probably can't say that in a certain like business setting, but like. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking stupid? At that point, you 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 do. You're just like, come on. Like my dad used to do that every once in a while. He would he would just kind of like, are you fucking stupid? You know, like (laughs) it's like no, I didn't even get my ass chewed once in a while. It would just be like, are you fucking dumb? And I'm Uh, like, yes, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Turns out this, uh, yes. Seeing as what happened was, I had a moment of uh, a lack of judgment. (laughs) But then you have to stand and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. So anyway, okay. So back now, to off-road. We could talk about was this, this shit podcast. Wait, is this the tradesman experience? This is the total <laughs> off-road podcast. Uh, they were canoeing, I think. Quote, finger that quotes. was off-road. So it was technically off-road. <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow, back to the funness. Uh, you didn't do a damn thing this week other than work. I did some research. I did okay, more research good. than I normally do. We had a really good conversation over on the Patreon about some steering axle things. Steve. Not not Ian's. His brain is still <laughs> sliding down the wall. We're trying to decide if we're going to recreate that. I asked Ian, I was like, do you want to do you want to rehab this conversation on the actual podcast? And he looked at me. He's like, I'm not sure if I can afford to. I'm already getting a bill from Spider Track and Busted Knuckle for discussing their axle prices. For, yeah, for leaving the cart abandoned. They're going to just send him a bill like, hey, excuse me. You had $10,000 in the cart. We're going to have to charge you for that. So here's a question I 1%, have. 1% cart fee. After you said this. Okay. So on our website, if you go in and put shit in a cart yeah. and then like uh, it's an abandoned cart I have at the same point, yeah. you get a notification and it's like you can oh, send okay. an email out uh-huh. and it's like, hey, you, you know, notice you left, your, you cart, left your cart. Yeah. Um, do they get one from like spider <laughs> tracks? Because like, here's, Surely a, not. here's a bold statement. You go more in. often than not. Yeah. Someone puts a $10,000 axle in a cart <laughs> and never buy it. I've done it like right. fucking 35 times and I have never bought a fucking it's literally sticker the same, from the same, like the same thing. Like yeah. they're looking at your cart and they're like, Oh, Ian again. Yeah. This fucking idiot. <laughs> but like they got to turn that off. I don't know on our website. I'm not sure if the abandoned cart, I don't know if you get a message about an abandoned cart if they're not like an um, account, not an account, but like, yeah, have it let's put some sort of information in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I only have one abandoned. I at, at the time I have it turned off on our website, but I know I can turn it on. I had it on and I don't know if I can view it in my app or not, but oh, I yeah. had like the it had like the carts abandoned. I think it was on the actual website, like not it's on the computer mm-hmm. doing it. And it was like abandoned carts. And I went and looked at it. And it was one. I was like, well, that's a pretty low number. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just wondered if spider track because spider tracks, I've probably spent a hundred thousand dollars pricing shit out with them and I've never bought a sticker. So right. what do you, what do you do? Oh, crazy. <laughs> Dude, the other night. So I posted that video the other night and I, I said in the video what the website was, but I didn't have a link to it or anything. And I was trying to continue polishing 
and uh, mm-hmm. I had to go in and shut the notifications off because that makes a certain notification when I get like somebody on the thing. Every time I get a new visitor, like somebody comes and visits the website, and they're doing stuff on the website. Yep. My phone would like bloop, just makes a little like mm-hmm. notification noise. Was literally had my headphones on trying to polish and, and I was listening to a podcast and it was bloop, bloop, bloop. It was every three seconds. Yep. Every three seconds that notification was going off for the website. It's a good problem. I was like, have, are you kidding? I don't have anything under to sell. Well, see that. the good <laughs> problem. The, the bad good problem, problem is I come to see you. Yeah. The bad problem is, is all out of stock. We were having that discussion earlier and I was, I pulled up the website, which I looked at yesterday morning. And I had 5,000 site sessions or 5,200 site sessions in Ian's. And I asked Ian, I was like, so how many do I have now? I was getting ready to refresh it. And what'd you say? Like seven? Oh, like 72 seven, or something. something like that. Like seven. And I looked at it, it as 11. It was like 11 something, 11, two or something like that. Now it's 11, eight. 5,000 people came to buy a skillet <laughs> and you And 5,000 people all. left without a skillet. Yep. No, not no. Uh, 4,998 left oh, without a skillet. See, so two satisfying two customers. people bought skillets. Yep. Clean my than, house. Better clean than me out. It's good. Uh, it's bad. Steve's hiring a skillet polisher <laughs> and cup skillet uh, and cup polisher. If anybody wants to learn, um, boy, we should talk about off road things. Okay, so I did some research this week. <laughs> oh yeah, and back to axles. No, not even axles. Oh, um, back to off road parts. Back to lack of power things. Oh in yeah, my buggy. Yeah, because you're looking at some camshafty goodies. I'm looking at all kinds of options because okay. I don't really want to make a rash decision to be like, I'm going to throw a blower on it, you know, or something. Yeah, fucking blowers. Stupidly awesome. You should do it. Um, I would love to. Cool. <laughs> Big old fucking nasty blower fucking sticking out the top. Uh-huh. Of the whole blower would be out of the top of the hood, which would be perfectly acceptable. Not um, an off-road rig. Uh, no, it'd be great until you flopped it over and then uh-huh. you just fucked. So... Man, I had two separate conversations that were both unsolicited Mm -hmm. and why that is important to me. And maybe it's just me. I get such a kick when somebody hits me up on text message message or whatever and is like, hey, this is my opinion on how to fix your problem, Mm -hmm. be it with whatever. And they're not just a dumb fuck going you should just buy it. Like, what do you mean? Like if you're, you're talking about like a big motor or something uh-huh. like that, oh, it's yeah, not like yeah. just buy a blown big block and call it a day. But thank, th- I mean, thanks. Right. I appreciate your thoughtful insight. Mm-hmm. It still entertains no, me. But, no real reason, but yeah. just, just do it. So when because someone big block. unsolicitedly, is that a word? Unsolicitedly? Yeah, like you didn't ask for their opinion, but they gave it to you? They give you their opinion yeah but it's like based on either pat's experience or some uh-huh. kind of technical like well, yeah because then i can have a technical conversation mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this is useful no i enjoy the like you know look you know it's my uh-huh. blown fucking alcohol dragster motors you know <laughs> i i enjoy that just it's <laughs> not <it> work. useful <laughs> um so i had two people reach out and mm-hmm. they both we're talking about my lack of power complaints we'll okay say. and both conversations steered in the direction of the same of one another they both ended up like they kind of went like this and feed together okay to the same root cause of a power usable power problem okay i'll call it usable Mm -hmm. power problem that seems to be the most logical statement all right so what did a turbo 400 generally more often than not came out of a truck like an old truck with a small block 350 making 
yeah, few horsepower, two hundred horsepower at the flywheel on at a the good flywheel. day. On a good day, downhill with <clears throat> back with the tail ideal line. temperatures um, <laughs> and altitude. And so anyway, so that would be what you're going to bring it in, right? Right. So a LS engine mm-hmm. out of the box, stock, no cam, no power adders, makes more power than that small block ever even thought about doing in a right. stock. 400 form. Mm-hmm. So what's the power band on a small block Chevy? Uh, probably 20, probably 25 to five grand. You think so? Probably. It's my guess. I don't know what it, I mean, obviously it's going to depend on what the cam is and all that stuff. You talking about stock? I'm talking stock, stock a stock small block 350. So where's you making the power? Probably 15 to 42, 15 to 45. Okay. So your low number is about 1500 horsepower. Or 1500 RPMs. 1500 horsepower. Where it starts making small. power. Yes. Which would mean the converter would be fairly low. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's <clears> what I'm getting at here. Yeah. Whereas LSs are made to sing, especially a 48. Yep. Which is essentially a 327. No, 293. I don't right? even know off the top of my head. I think a 48 is like a 290. So 327 would be a 5.3. So yeah, 290, like a 293. I think 293 like kind of sounds the old motors, right? It's a small stroke, small bore ready to fucking party. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a stock converter on a 400. Yeah. From what I can read and learn and kind of put together is about 18 to 1900 okay. RPM. Okay, so that is taking back to the the OEMs aren't as dumb as we all think they are. And they do their research on, you know, they don't just pick a fucking number. Um, (laughs) So that the OEM is saying that a turbo 400 behind a small block 350 ideal power band for lockup is 18 to 1900 RPM. Mm hmm. Okay. It's making enough foot pounds at that point to be able to carry itself once the converter yes. actually sees it. And yeah. to do things. I mean, it's not designed to do off-road shit or uh-huh. whatever. So you got to take that all that and it's like a little asterisk at the end mm-hmm. of the statement. But ideally, that's where they're putting their their usable power is right. 18 1900 horsepower. Jesus. Who was that? I didn't. Uh, it was you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. My um, shit's muted. 1800 horsepower. <laughs> I just want 2000 fucking horsepower, is what my brain is saying. You need 2000 HPs, man. So, anyway. So, now take an LS mm-hmm. and put an LS on a 400. Right. So, you're basically <clears throat> mating higher horsepower now. engine that revs more to an older transmission that was not designed for that. Essentially. Right. So my converter that's in my crew cab on the 480 yep. is a 2200. Okay. Approximately. What'd you say? 2200? 2200. Yep. And that's behind a small block Chevy, but it was a 2000. So they were gearing up for <clears throat> their next big move, which was going to be a six liter in front of it. Yeah. Which makes sense mm-hmm. because you're talking more Sounds RPMs to me. with an LS engine. Sounds to me like you need a 22 to 2400 RPM stall converter at least. So, so what's the word on the street? The word on the street and both of these people gave some firsthand knowledge of things, which was pretty exciting. Right. Um, I'm trying to read the spec on the stock 4L60 because I didn't think to look one of those up on what a stock 4L60 converter would lock up at. Here's the problem with that. The stock 4L60 has a lower first gear. But than the we lower have. first gear is going to be your so problem. So you might want to look more at a 4L80. So a stock stall on a 4L60 is 1650. Is, oh, 1650. On a 4L60? 4L60. But see, it's got that lower first gear. Lower so first it's going to yeah. be a little bit more. Yeah. But even still. So looking what, at a stock stall. Is that behind an LS? Yes. Like what? Okay. 
Um, sixteen fifty. Wow, that's the low side. What is it actually? It's a it's a range, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually a range, but that's just what that gave. Um, a four hundred eighty stock stall is two to twenty five. Yep. So the general consensus is that I don't necessarily like. I do think gears are going to solve my some of my problem. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to fix everything because I think think I'm not using the power that I have. Now that I I've think fixed that my you're engine. going to, uh, I think they're going to fix a lot more than you might think. Well, and that's what I'm hoping because here's the thing. My converter in my Jeep, I think is 18 to 22 mm-hmm. and I've got five thirty eights in there on forties and it turns them over with what was it? Somebody said that like the stock Jeep made like 50 some horsepower or something like that yeah. on the dyno, the four wheel dyno, all the power <laughs> to the wheels. Yeah. And those forties, I can turn those things over. No problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that unless for some reason that motor is hurt to a point where it's actually making less than stock horsepower. Yep. um, I think that putting the 538s in is going to do a few things for you. One, it's going to give you way more torque at the axle and you're going to be able to turn that engine's going to be able to light off faster. Yep. And you're going to be able to the when the engine RPM comes up, you're going to have to have a higher RPM to get the same rotation out of the tires anyway. So. You're going to be into that power band before the tires turn as much. But you know what I'm saying? So let, yes. So like I you're going to have more with that. Yeah. But let me go with. You're going to uh, have more than one whole rotation on the drive shaft extra. Yeah. For every rotation of the tire. So then as far as putting it in the power band, <clears throat> would it not make logical sense to bump that stall up Wouldn't into where the LS uses the power? So let me ask you this. It would not hurt. For you to put a new stall converter in there, a because we already know that that's just a used stall converter that mm-hmm. came with the transmission. You have no idea what it is, or if it's loose and smoked. And if you it was loose I mean? and smoked, then it would you would be blowing through it. I mean, like you wouldn't be blowing through it. If it was loose, then theoretically it would rev higher and be more of what you're looking for. Mm, okay. Not not necessarily transferring the the power to the ground. Yeah, but you would be you'd be slipping through the torque converter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's doing that. When you get up on a hill and you stand in it a little bit, that motor's loaded. Yeah. Like you can hear it's loaded. Mm-hmm. So we already know you're going to do gears. Yep. So why don't we in the stage of like, do you really want to do gears, torque converter, camshaft? Do you want to do all that shit at the same time? And yes. just be like, okay, I did it all. And then you're like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. But you don't know why you don't like That's it because is it the gears? Life. Is it the torque converter? Is it the cam? What did you change in that that you don't necessarily like what changed? So instead, we already know you're going to do gears. Mm-hmm. That's already one like locked in. We're doing that. So so let's do gears first and throw those in, which will lead into that conversation that you and I had right before the podcast about your whole gear mm-hmm. debacle tabling. Yes. Things. Yep. Um, do gears first. Take it out and run it. Like we can, it's, it's a day trip to the Badlands. Yep. Like who doesn't want to go over there for a weekend or for a day anyway. Yep. We day trip it over after you do the gear swap and we try that out. You see how you like it from there. We make a second adjustment, whether it be okay. We seem to be okay on the stall now, but a little more power wouldn't hurt. So let's do a camshaft. And then once you get the camshaft in, then you'll know where do I need to be on my stall converter? Because your camshaft is going to, is going to, um, is going to 
what do you call it? I don't know. It's going to pair together. It's going to pair with Yeah. Yeah. So depending on what camshaft you decide to run, there's going to be a, cor- a torque converter that is ideal for that camshaft. Yep. Like if you go big and gnarly on a camshaft, you're going to need a bigger stall converter mm-hmm. um, or torque stall converter, whatever you call it. Uh, but either way, I think that in order of operations, if you want to use it that way, I think gears, yep. test it, then decide, do I do a cam now or am I happy with how the engine is running now that we have more usable torque mm-hmm. and then decide just to do maybe an upgraded torque converter or maybe pick the shaft that you want to use for the cam and know where you're going to need to be for the torque converter and then put a you know then put a torque converter in yeah. it try that then do a cam so i had a and, couple and maybe some of the listeners will have a different opinion on what opera what order you should do that in but mm-hmm. i think that gears are definitely a no-brainer start so there here's the only caveat to that i'm listening two things really I have a leak between the transmission and the transfer case. So okay. I need to just plop that off, reseal it, put it back together. Um, I'm only like five bolts. <laughs> I can't remember. Does the tunnel come out? Yes. It's unbolted. You can unbolt the tunnel yeah. and then unbolt the trans. But you shouldn't need to remove the trans to swap converters. You should just be able back to it slide out. it back and yeah. I can get up underneath of it, swap <clears throat> converters, right. bolt it up and then just. So um, I don't even have to fuck with that. But yes, it does so, come out. So uh, do you already have a camshaft in mind? Yep. So you already kind of know what, when you do pull the trigger on a camshaft, you know where you're going to go. Then I would maybe get a your converter's gears. $200. Uh, really? From who? Summit. Just a TCI or what? Uh, it's their Summit brand. Oh, Summit so brand. Whoever okay. the fuck makes their Just shit. Some, some converter. Is literally 200 bucks. What size is it? 10 inch. Okay. 28 to 3200 stall. Oh my God, it's so big. But see a fucking four eights, fucking. She's They're made, made to, to sing. I don't know. Wrap out. I don't know what size, what the what the max RPM of a four stock four eight is. But yeah, I know they're made. They they do tend to run higher in the RPM. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how you're gonna like that running inside the converter ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna be under the stall speed ninety percent of the time. And that's, I think, see, the balance for me is. So when you were out oh, figuring yeah. the crawl versus the go fast. I know. And that's, that's what you need balance. to like. Yeah. Cause like, if I you're doing like, racing, if you were racing like the at the events at point one, then I think that that stall corner would be fine because you're going to stick it on the floor, especially with 538s. You're going to stick it on the floor and leave it there. And you're going to be out. You're going to be in. Yeah. You you're going to be in the power band going. Yeah. You're going to be past your stall speed. But, yep. uh, as far as like getting up a wall or something like that, like it's going to sound awesome. Cause it's going to like, Wah! you know what I mean? Yep. Like it's going to, it's going to come off like light up. But, uh, you said 28 to 32. Wow. Which I think is a little high. I'd I like feel to like find one in the like 25, 28 would 28. be nice. Uh-huh. Um, which they make them. I just, this yeah. is the one I just had pulled up, but right. that was, I was just trying to get a price. I on feel like it's high, but then again, I don't have. So also your torque, your torque converter stall speed also depends on your horsepower. Mm-hmm. So like it says 28 to 32, but if you only got 200 horsepower, that might be 25 to 28. If you got 800 horsepower, that might be 32 to 34. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the more power you got, the harder that thing's going to, it's going to push that thing to go. That's why I think it's all a match. Cause <clears throat> honestly, I think gears play into that. Yeah. I think gear, your gear 
your transmission, your transfer case gear, and your like engine cam, all that, all right. and stall speed. I think that all kind of like blueprint goes to one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah. And uh, we need a go fast guy. Shit, like they, to, to discuss they these get things. expensive quick. The go fast Those guys people do? like to spend money. I'll bet you five dollars. Somebody that's listening to this right now, five dollars, just enough to buy you some nugs. Yep. Uh, bet you five dollars. Somebody's listening to this right now is either a beating their head off the table. Uh, or, done <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, or they have a solution for your for what you're doing. So, like, they can help. That's kind of what those conversations I had earlier this week were. Uh-huh. On the this is what I engine I had. This is what this I had. This is what that I yeah. had. This is what this I had. And, and what they come up with about twenty five to twenty eight hundred. Okay, see, yeah, Stall, that's what I little, feel like. I feel like over three thousand. You're gonna you're gonna live inside like under the stall speed and that's where so that's but that's what i don't get because i if i don't i don't not trying to go like super big nasty like yeah cam so that's where i think like um if you keep the lsa yeah you keep the lsa pretty pretty mild yep 111 112 lsa uh let me i just want there's the problem is there's so many freaking numbers and i hate trying to remember all these freaking numbers Uh because i'm just not good with remembering the numbers, numbers of, the of things you need a so 500 like, what you need do you a 500 plus lift and i'll give you the part number you need a 500 plus lift with like a 220s duration somewhere in there to this high teens low 20s duration <laughs> and then like a like a 112 lsa yep cool like story like this all good. goes out over my head be, <laughs> i just want somebody to be like this is it'll just have a, it'll have a nice a nice little rumble you know, That's just long, long. you know, just a nice little rumble. So, stage hmm. two, Gen three. Who drank all my coffee? Egon, motherfuckers. We have to keep an eye on the clock today. Yep. Yeah, we're not going to get anything done today. We will. This is going to be a terrible podcast. No, it's full of <laughs> very technical. This is going to be a very short podcast. So you're saying? Mm-hmm. I just don't even know how you know this. What's that? That's just my like. I don't. I looked at a lot of camshafts. That's what I mean. Like I just never really farted around with it. Uh. So that's what I just. I just. I'm unsure of what I need. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I just. I honestly, I feel like they all kind of work together. Um. So here. So here's my. Shit plan. Mm-hmm. I have a thick ass like this mother trucker is fat fan yeah. to put in like oh, okay. might have read the specs, but it didn't click <laughs> on how thick like, things like three inches. Well, you said thick. it was like two and a half or three, like two, two and three quarters thick. Right? Uh-huh. Didn't you say that? Yeah. For so, sure. But that's what I mean. Like, but you said okay, you had what's that a three inch down. thick fan look like? Like, you mm-hmm. don't, you see it and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like. it'll fit but Uh it's just like woo (laughs) right so i've got that to put in so my plan is to drain coolant pull the radiator out okay take the fan set it on the back build me a shroud thing that holds it all together and mounts it all as one there is nothing in the way of the camshaft going in and out of the engine so what better time to just bloop bloop Oh, is that all it is to put a camshaft in? Bloop, bloop. It's not bad Just on the easy. NLS. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, okay. There's nothing it's else in the way. Hmm. Not I that mean, I couldn't do it again. Perfectly fine with that. But like, huh? Bloop, bloop. 
So you want to just do it all. Just get her. And then with the converter, I have to reseal the Atlas. So might as well drop the drive lines, pull the Atlas out. I'm having a hard transmission back. I'm having a hard time arguing with this, with this logic. See my problem. Yeah. So this is why I I was talking about the whole rear steer. Yeah. Cause I'm like, Uh, I can get this all lined out. And then yep. just swap a fucking axle in when the rear steer is done. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that does not have so any we're, effect We were on discussing us. before the podcast, we were discussing the, his thought of tabling the rear steer for a moment. Yes. So instead of investing time and money into getting that rear axle done, instead take that time and energy and Get money all shit done. and do the other things to make the buggy perform yep and then fine-tune the steering issue yeah. which is logical i mean but it does make sense i was like oh rear steer yeah so i still work on it and build trust and all that because mm-hmm. that didn't cost me money i got steel and everything for that right um but hmm. oh yeah did i tell you i got my that my axle tube back from machine shop no no you had you said you but, told me how much it cost you to have it machined yeah but you didn't say you got it back i got okay i, got, I picked it up and yeah, got yeah. it all done uh-huh yep yeah who did it? Read a uh, silver. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, read, oh. read the micrometer a little closer. Use one oh, next time. Oh no! I I it's the good. Uh oh, it's, it's real tight. It's bigger than it needs to be. How many biggers? Just a little bit. Huh? Just like not much. <laughs> can, you, can you get it in? Oh, I'm gonna get it in. It's oh. just gonna require a little grinding. Oh. But it also cost about $120 more than the $100 I thought it was going to cost me oh, to get it done. Well, you took it to the, that machine shop. Well, they They're said not they'd cheap. Do it. Um, <laughs> they are not cheap. They you had the not. tube turn, not the knuckles. Yeah, I just had the, tu- the two ends of the tube. You just literally took them the tube and said, turn this down. On both ends. You should have definitely taken that to Wagner. Because they didn't know what the tube's for. This is true. But... Uh, <laughs> I yeah. feel like Wagner's is much more affordable when it comes to that. I don't know that for sure, but... I don't... I just... I, I I hate putting a price on somebody else's craft. How long is that tube that you need turned down? Four foot. Well, I didn't have the whole thing. I I bought a four foot chunk. Yeah. yeah. And then and I just had 3.5 inches on either end. Three and three quarter inches on each end turned down uh-huh. to three and a half. Uh-huh. And then my plan is cut it where you need cut to. Cut it where I need to. Why don't you cut it where you need to? And then let me know and I'll get my buddy Steve and see if his lathe at home is big enough to turn down your long side. If he has enough, he's got a full size lathe at the house. It's only going to be like two foot max. If I don't know what size, I don't know how big his lathe is as far as length goes, but if it's Uh, big enough to turn it down, uh, let me just, when you get it cut, measure that, let me know. And I'll see if we can get it turned down there at his place. And it'll cost you a lot less. That would be wonderful because boy, because I feel like I only missed it by a couple thousands. Yeah, Jesus. But when you look at a couple thousands, so we're trying to go a fucking three and a half inch hole. Right. She tight. She tight. She tight, tight. Missed it by a couple thousands. Wow. And it's turned to the exact measurement you gave them. I just told them three and a half. Oh. Because I didn't think to measure, like oh. actually measure the fucking center section. <laughs> so I pulled an E in. Oh, and it's the center section side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Dammer boy. Can we warm the housing up? I put, cool it the front, I put it in front of a 6,000 BTU uh-huh. heater yeah. and got it so hot that I couldn't touch it. And right. it didn't make it you couldn't get it in there. Could you, uh, could you maybe freeze the, could you leave the tube outside? The tube was already outside. Okay. So the tube was cold. Yeah. The housing was extra warm. I had that thought because I was like, what can I do to easily slide this in the hole? Hey. I'll just put it in front of this fucking heater that's going. I feel like that would have gave you maybe a thousands tolerance. 
I don't really know how what they expect, like the expansion rate of cast. I don't know, uh, but it's probably not enough to make a fucking difference. Apparently not. Um, okay, so it needs to be turned down a little more. No problem. Yeah. So, um, but I got it back. So I can. <laughs> my goal is to get the housing like built, but the the could taking, you just take it? Oh, you said it's three and a half inches deep. Yeah, you need a hell of a bit. I was gonna say, could you just take like a knurdle bit Do and just that. knurdle the entire I housing? Yeah, it's like. I'm just gonna go fucking I'll just barfly. I'll just buy a three and a half inch hole saw, and I'm just gonna. No, God, Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, you take. I have. Uh, you take one of the flap wheels, mm-hmm. the sanding flap wheels. Get you like an eighty grit, an eighty grit two inch mm-hmm. wheel. Yep. Um, and just put that on the end of your die grinder and just waller it out, and it just, just make it round. You just go roundy round. You go until. I mean, you're taking off a couple thousands. Well, I don't think it's too much oversized. I was thinking it was on the knuckle side. No. And that made me more concerned. Being on the housing side, I'm not as concerned. Nope. Yeah. I'm it's thinking, literally going to go in there and it's going to be I'm thinking if you enough. had an 80 grit, two inch wheel, which I think you can buy at Farm and Fleet or something, um, and just put it on a die grinder. Just let it ride. Your M12 will not like you. No, I'll just use an air one. Okay. Yeah. If you got an air one, do Shop that. compressor. Yep. Do that. Put it on a die grinder. Make some loopy loops in there. Give her a good old testy fit, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, this is why we don't record this podcast on video. Yeah. <laughs> Motions <laughs> like that. Jerking her off. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, do that. And I think I think you can probably get it with that. That's going to be the goal. If, you, if you're if you're a machinist or uh, oh, <laughs> or an engineer, don't listen to that. Pound in their head. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Damn, just get the damn tube turned down. <laughs> I did. It was two hundred and twenty freaking dollars to turn seven two? inches of fucking tube down. God. Wait, and they took a quarter inch off. Yeah. Jesus. We're in the wrong business. I didn't ask how much it was going to be, to be fair. Uh huh. I don't give a fuck. But because I just needed it done. Yeah. But like. Come now. Boy. That seems kind of steep. How many hours did they have in that? How long does it take to turn down two three and a half inch sections? Okay, let me say this. Uh, because I'm sure there are people that do machine work that listen yeah. to this podcast. Yeah. And I don't want to piss you off uh-huh. by speaking to your craft. Because I don't want somebody to tell me how to do my <laughs> job. But I'm going to tell you how to do your job. Yeah. Don't be mad. But that motherfucker can't take like 30 fucking minutes to do. Like, I wouldn't think. It's not hardened. That's what I mean. It's just fucking three and a half inch DO. And no, it's three and three quarter DOM. Literally you gotta took- knock a quarter inch off three yeah. point seven five fucking inches. There's turn no it way. around. Knock the same amount off. I just don't think it would have took an hour to do that. I'm not a doctor, but that can't take that long. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Okay. So... <laughs> I don't want to piss somebody off, but like, let's be honest. Yeah. Literally, yeah. it's not a hard job. Boy, does this not feel like the conversation we had in the Patreon about the whole spider tracks housing? Yeah. <laughs> Same concept. <laughs> but then I'm like, I just need my own lathe. Yep. No shit. Yeah. Okay, you need more, just go you need buy more one of those, you know? You need more shop. I need more dollars. I need more shop. Uh-huh. I need more power. Like, you see my problem? So I'm like, okay, oh. $220 isn't bad when you consider them oh, yeah, what a- to buy it. <laughs> but, I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah. So, like $80 an hour. How long, you know, how many hours do you have in that? So, <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, that's, I was pissed. That's uh, that's rough. And then but, I went to stick it in the hole <clears throat> yeah. and assume you're like, oh, no, and I'm no, like, no, no. bro, that's not even fucking close. If it makes you feel any better, I did the same thing with silvers. Mm-hmm. Took them a drive shaft and apparently mismeasured the drive shaft length. Got it back home and it was two inches too short. Yep. So I spent eighty five dollars having a drive shaft relengthened that I then just 
tossed to the side. Throw in a corner. <laughs> I should have just took the damn like, center section in there and been like, that oh. needs to go in that hole. <clears throat> but what? that would have cost me another seven hundred dollars. So here's what happened. I measured. I knew what I had like lengthwise mm-hmm. at the house. And I needed it to be X amount of inches shorter. Now, this was a drive shaft that I had already built and I was wanting to get one professionally done. Yep. So I'd already shortened it. I needed it. I needed it shortened, but I was like, I'm going to take it to the machine shop and have it done. So I went to the junkyard, got a brand new shaft. So they'd have like a fresh shaft to work with. Yep. Pulled it from an automatic. Uh huh. It was already the length I needed. Jesus. Took it to them and said, take out three inches. So you ruined a shaft. <laughs> I bought a shaft for like $5 that was the exact length I needed and then took it to the machine shop and had them cut it up for $80 or $85. I just get in a tunnel mode Uh, and I don't think of shit because my thing is a 14 bolt shaft, three and a half inches. Okay. It's not legitimately 3.5 inches. So my, or if it is, it's just, real. Yeah. Like, yeah. So my, I just stupid ass walked in there and I'm like, all right, turn it up to three and a half. Uh, Yep. That's the same thing with me. I I knew that I already had a shaft. I went and pulled another shaft. I'm like, it needs to be shorter. Took it in. I didn't bother to measure anything because yep. like, oh, I already know. I already know. And didn't think about the fact that I pulled it from a truck that was an automatic yep. and had a different length transmission. Yep. And like, I threw it up in there. I'm like, fuck. Literally went and grabbed the other shaft that I had already like made. <laughs> threw it back in there. Threw some sticky weights on it and put some duct tape and some zip ties around the sticky weights. It was like, good enough. Have a good day. <laughs> Many truck problems. <sighs> yeah. Yep. So I fucked up. And yeah. It's depressing. Heard that. But, uh, but I, so I'm going to still do the housing and get it all done up. But the couple thousand bucks that you can spend to finish that rear steer project, I can thoroughly invest that into gears, stall, cam, some right. other piddly things that I want to get finished up just to kind of finish up and clean up. Right. The build. I got to get some fucking washer fluid nozzles oh yeah those are like 30 dollars no. a piece i swear to god what so you're gonna put them in the hood yeah like the factory hood they've ones? got the factory little Which, things that you know i know a guy yeah do you i know a guy he probably charged me 30 dollars for it's got, it's got some s10 parts so i literally was on the <laughs> internet and i looked him up and I'm, I'm like are you freaking serious like it's a washer fluid nozzle and it was 30 dollars they were expensive you, 20 30 you, bucks why don't we go to the gym here and get a pair that's what I'm like. I just need to go just take 9,000 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Run out there to Cultus. I do need a, a window. So, you know. Oh, yeah. You go. Too. So you need to go to Cultus anyway. Windows are about 100 bucks on eBay. Oh. Yeah. But that's like shipped like and everything. Six, so. They're like 15 bucks at fucking. That's what I mean. Like, I just need to go grab one out of a junkyard. And while you're there, get you a couple of washer nozzles. Yeah. We did washer nozzles on Matt's Jeep. We changed out and we did them, uh, built them out of brake line. Literally took a piece of brake line, yeah. trimmed it down to like maybe inch and a half long. Yep. Stuck it where the washer squirters go, put it, just slid it inside the washer hose. Yep. And then uh, took a pair of pliers and just crimped, crimped it down end. to make like, yep. a, like a flattened uh-huh. duck bill looking nozzle. I'll tell you what. Probably pumps her out. Those are some hosers. Yep. And then they were also, they were dual, uh, dual purpose because once you get up on a little good of a you know, pretty good angle, about that angle where it kind of gets, starts getting light in the front end on his Jeep. Yep. Uh, they would start watering the windshield for you so it was your like, like oh okay back up back up back up don't <laughs> well, do it, it was, it was your it was your it's steep so don't do dumb shit right now yep it's uh-huh. the dumb shit alarm yeah the dumb shit alarm like oh the windshield's get uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> reverse <laughs> you know you wouldn't have to reverse but just like 
when it started like watering the windshield, mm-hmm. the front end was starting to get light. Like that's yeah. where the the shocks were like the tipping point. Yeah, everything was fully extended. Like it's it wasn't it wasn't tipping, but it was you know about to go. You didn't south. have a whole ton of weight yeah. left on the front end. But anyway, um, do you want to discuss the steering? Yeah, the whole the steering can. debacle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, I could summarize it in about twelve <laughs> seconds. All right, go for it. You're gonna spend ten thousand dollars. Okay. And uh, we're going to come up with about 35 different options here. Uh huh. But Steve is going to spend end, 10 grand. In the end, one of two things that happen either A, I'm not going to steer. Yep. Or B, you're going to spend 10 grand. You're going to spend 10 grand. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we went through a whole combination <laughs> of fun. I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm not going to summarize this. I'm going to like give you the cliff notes. Yep. So my axle currently, the Dana 44 on the front of my Jeep doesn't steer worth damn. Uh, the locks are set in their factory location. It's got a 1310 U joint. We looked up the 1310 max steering angle and it's approximately 30 degrees max, 25 to 30 degrees before it binds on a 1310 front drive uh, front axle shaft. Yep. Um, so the max angle that I could use on my day in 44 right now, max maximum usable angle is 30 degrees. And I have not measured to see what the actual degree I'm getting right now, but it is, I am using the full length of the Ram the steering assist ram that I have on it right now is six inches long. I'm using the tie rod on the stock knuckle location, uh, and we're using the full extent of all that. So I want more steering angle because my steering radius blows for a 110 inch wheelbase vehicle. And we were discussing on how to increase my steering angle. One of my thoughts was to go to a set of reed knuckles and do a different um, reed knuckles, different ram and RCV shafts. Yep. And we came up with that's going to buy me an extra, what, 10 degrees? Yes, 10 degrees. So, like, they were talking about 40 degrees being the max for a Dana 44 shaft on an RCV. Yep. And then, so that's going to buy me an extra 10 degrees. And then I was talking about the extra the extra 10 degrees on top of that would be what would be a uh, steering nine from Spider Tracks and going that route, which is what Chris, was it Gruno? Mm-hmm. I'm, I always mess that up. Grunau, for life. <laughs> Chris from Reckless Wrench um, that we had on here, he was talking about he's got 50 degrees of angle on his spider tracks housing. And I was like, well, that sure sounds nice. Like I could turn with that. And uh, so we looked all that up and the, the housing will we come up with. The housing was forty two hundred dollars for the housing. Well, yep. that was with the knuckles, too. Um, and then the to go buy a true high nine center section was going to cost me 31 it was 30 it was three thousand fifty nine dollars before shipping yep uh i feel like at that point they should provide free shipping like i'm already got would it make th- you already, feel better I'm, oh yes much better it, even if it was included in the price and it yeah. was just like it's thirty one twenty nine free shipping I'm like well at least the shipping is free center section wouldn't be terribly bad it's just gonna be heavy it's heavy yeah yeah but an like, axle housing usually ooh, it's like free roller freight charge and like i'll be driving to pick up that son right so uh we looked that up and and at the end of the day what it comes down to is that you're gonna have by the time you get that fucker assembled from end to end it's like 10 grand yep which blows my mind yep i'm a little like i'm just like what happened so but that's with anything because we priced (laughs) out we priced out a 14 pin uh just a the old good old king pin Uh steer 14 Uh built out housing from busted knuckle yep it's like 10 grand yep then we built out a um 05 super duty Uh the super 14 steer housing right built it out you know all the works yep about 10 grand right on 10 grand that just blows my mind 
So anyway, yeah. And Ian's like, so apparently you've either a been sleeping on the axle game or <laughs> which is yes. <laughs> apparently is the case. Yeah. Just don't want to build axles. You just don't want to do this it. This is why everybody junkyard swaps the tin or, you know, junkyard swaps to tons Yes, because it's so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I want clearance. I mean, I love my, how clearance. much cheaper is it? I have no idea. I'll pose that question. And okay. yeah, you I can. Like okay. I'm betting it's like 10 grand for a there. front axle. <laughs> you can, you can budget swap a ton, a Dana 60 into right. your axle, but with an airlocker, but I'm talking like airlocker gears, all new parts. I bet you're still what? Four grand. Depends. No, at least that. How much does a Dana 60 cost you right now? Super duty. Mm, I don't know. So just junk your Dana 60. Yep. We're going to say we're going to do a unit bearing super duty because I, between two fifty and a thousand dollars. The reason that the super duties are so expensive or so popular uh-huh. is because the like old school leaf sprung uh-huh. Dana oh, yeah. 60s, dude, they're like fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars uh-huh. right now. Expensive. Well, they're getting some harder and harder to find. Yes. And so now, so you're talking, if you're wanting to go leaf sprung in the front like that, you got to spend $1,500 for an axle that, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> needs completely rebuilt. Right. End to end. Yeah. Because it's going to be pulled you out of well. a truck and here you go. Right. You're going to need new bearings, seals. Brakes. You know, everything. Pins. Yeah. I mean, you may as well. You already got a part. Yes. Like, you're there. So, there. But then, so then there's so many applications that aren't using leaf springs anymore. Right. And that's why the Super Duty 60 is so popular because you got to cut all that because shit off you anyway. Cut all this bullshit off anyway. Right. Then you got to get into cutting the chunk of the center section mm-hmm. off to make room to land a link mount right. or whatever you want to put there. Yeah. Um, I know Artec does make a trust for that that shows it's very, if you want to go to their website, right. look in the instructions for that trust. It's a very nice, detailed, pictured. Um, like tutorial on right. what you have to cut of that cast center section off. Hmm. Um, there's also right up. I think it's like JK owners has like a super 60 Bible that has oh, yeah, a yeah. pictures of that. that. And it's very detailed, but yeah, you cut, I mean, a couple, couple inches of the center section out of all to yeah. land something on that too. <clears throat> that's crazy. But you can pick one of those up for a couple hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. So like you go pick up a super 60 for, or like a super duty 60 for two Let's we'll call it 500 bucks. Yep. So you build it, you buy it for 500 bucks. You put new brakes and bearings on it. You're now into it for about what? 1500 The bearings aren't cheap, cheap, but um, unit bearings are expensive. Yeah. The unit bearings are expensive. Yep. You do that. Then you're going to throw in a set of gears. You're going to throw in a zip locker. Yeah. They got a zip locker for 60. Um, you're going to throw in those two things there. That's going to be another $1,500 probably. And then you need to do a truss. Most likely you're going to do a truss on it. And at the end of the day, you're going to have probably, probably 4,500 bucks in it. Yeah, if you do it all, if you do it all around like that, yeah. Yep. All new everything, truss, link brackets, all those. What else was it? There was something else expensive I was thinking about on that. Oh, BJs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like 300 bucks. Not terrible. But I mean, it, is, like that for, is that for upper, lower, both sides? Just upper. Just the upper. Yep. They don't change the lower. Nope. Good enough. You can. They make lowers, but uh-huh. the general rule of thumb is I the mean, there are the guys doing rock bounce or racing with only uppers. Wow. Um, but the upper takes the load. Mm-hmm. So the upper is the one that will actually either break or bend. Or pull and out. the problem is like ball joint eliminators. They're like, oh, you know, I could run ball joints mm-hmm. until I can afford ball joint eliminators. They're prone to breaking. 
I guess what I was watching so one of the videos. You're gonna fucking taco a shaft. Yeah. You're gonna taco a axle shaft. Yep. When that ball joint breaks, you're probably well, gonna fuck up a shock. I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if this is uh same with the um if this is the same with the Dana 60, but I guess on the newer 44s from like for a Jeep, mm-hmm. the newer 44s, when the when the axle shaft itself breaks at the U-joint. Yep. And when it happens is they, the guy was just explaining on a video. I stumbled across this on Facebook. He's made, he makes BJ ball joint eliminators for this application. And what happens is the axle shaft breaks and when it breaks, it moves, it's able to move then, right? Deflect. It deflects, hits that ball joint and it pushes the upper ball joint up. Yep. Which also pulls the lower ball joint out. Mm -hmm. And so like it just, the whole assembly just comes up and out. Yep. And so like, and your he whole was, knuckle is now mm, laying on the floor. Yeah. 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 Brake lines ripped off, whatever, yeah. you know, right. and that's what he was hopefully saying. Like, it doesn't, it, hopefully it goes out because if it comes in, it's, I guarantee you it's going to take out a shocker coil. Right. He was saying the biggest problem or the biggest apple, the biggest use for the ball joint eliminator is that is because that, because the, the shaft breaks and pushes and literally just like a press pushes that ball joint up and out of the knuckle. Yep. Up out of the sea, mm-hmm. and the whole knuckle just comes up and out. And so the ball joint eliminators, you put them in, yeah, and then you weld them. They're actually welded in. Wow! And then it's, a, but it's a one inch through bolt, so I mean right. it's beefy. As oh fun. yeah, uh-huh. but they are actually welded in for that, yeah. like to solve that somebody, pushing them out. Can somebody tell me this? Uh, can you tell me on a ball joint, a tie rod, any application like that where it has a tapered fit, the where it has that joint or whatever? What is the material of that bolt, the taper bolt that is used in a tie rod or a drag link or a ball this joint? This is hardened steel, isn't it? What, is it grade eight? Is it grade five? I don't I'm know. just curious to know, like, I have grade eight hardware in the front of my Jeep. Is that equivalent to what a normal standard tie rod is? Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's what I was trying to figure out. It was, and the reason that, that brought this up originally was I was talking about making something for the back of the KJ for a different three link upper. Okay. And I was like, I'll just take a grade eight bolt. I'll cut it down because it doesn't have a tapered in the rear. It literally the joint, the ball joint on the upper link is literally just a straight stub with a notch on the side of it. And you slide the straight stub into the axle housing. And then there's a bolt that goes through that and it clamps itself down onto that shaft. Like it's weird. Mm, That's kind of odd. Yeah, but I mean, it works, obviously. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, if I had a grade eight bolt, I could just, you know, grind out a little notch and then just slide, slide all that through in. a Johnny joint, make a three link with a Johnny joint, slide the bolt through it and then slide the, and then, you know, bolt it back in just like factory application. But I didn't know if a grade eight bolt was the same hardened. You looking it up? Yeah, I was trying to give it a quick, like, I kind of Googled but... it at the time and I didn't really find a whole lot of information on what hardness a tie rod is. So they're not heat treated, but. Just a high hardness. It's a high carbon steel. Very interesting. So anyway, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Steering? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, 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 the thing is. It, in the end, spend it a sounds to me money. like if you're not going to go to a steering nine, then a reed knuckles and the, um, and the RCVs are my best option at this point. But if I do RCVs, I have to change my outer, uh, lockouts as well. I'm gonna call Chris like on those Yukon. I'm gonna call like yeah, five hundred bucks, three hundred, three hundred. That's yeah. not bad. I'm gonna call Chris because I think I'm not sure, but I do wonder if I can just get the inner 
mm-hmm. the the inner portion of the lockout that has 30 splines instead of 19. If uh, I'm going to have him call his rep and see if that's even an option. Like, can I order just the inside? I have the rest of the lockout. Are they the same enough that I can just use the 30 spline inner? Mm-hmm. So well, I'm going to have him check into it. If not, then yeah, I'll just pull my, my 19 splines out. I will throw them in a bag. I'll throw them back in their original packaging and sell them to whoever else needs them for a 44. There's plenty yep. of guys out there running 44s. Oh yeah. So um, it's yeah. an option. I'll sell them to Mike. There you go. Like, here you go, Mike. Never break another one. So, yeah, I don't. He hasn't broken too many lockouts. He broke one G two, but I don't know. I like my Yukon hardcores. Need to hammer down. He needs. See, his problem is he's low horsepower. Yeah, perfect. Which is <laughs> ideally beautiful. Break, you break less. You break so much less when yeah. you're over axled and underpowered. So it sounds like what? Probably twenty five hundred dollars, so I can just fix my steering angle. Yep. <laughs> seems seems you know logical. Oh, hell, uh, what's logical <laughs> about the off-road world? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Um, I don't know if I have more room for, I'm going to have to change my ram mount where the ram goes uh, if I go to an 8-inch throw. I don't have room right now. So I just know that everything <clears throat> on like a Dana 60, yeah. you just use an 8-inch, mm-hmm. but that's full hydro, so I don't really know. Doesn't make a difference. I would imagine it's all the same carryover, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like I skipped the whole hydro assist yeah level mm-hmm. and i just went fuck it because i never had the intentions to build a street driven rig right so i never went down that road but mm-hmm. i would imagine it's the same concept but that's why yeah, i'm very think- interested to see what you're set at currently like what yeah. are you getting degrees like with right full now? yeah yeah i'm gonna check that i'm gonna throw it on bun jack stands at some point in the near future and scope that out try to figure out what exactly the angle is i'd be interested to know mm-hmm. me too just to see if you're getting what you could be getting mm-hmm. um, because you have no idea where those factory stops are set. Yeah. They're just, they set might wherever. have just fucking winged them in there and nobody, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, 20, 20, 25 degrees, 22 yeah. degrees. And that's what I mean. Like if I you're getting, if you're getting 20 degrees, well, f- cool. Just crank them in and uh-huh. done. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I said, I'm using the full, to the best of my knowledge, I'm using the full, stroke of the ram yeah which indicates so you're probably using 30 degrees pretty close to whatever yeah. the max on that is That'd be my but guess. i mean you could always you could always push it more yeah, and you just start snapping axles yeah chest. i'm not gonna do that but uh before yeah. i do that i will before i do something like that i will literally buy new knuckles mm-hmm. buy the rcvs and Plus i'll sell the, all the good yeah parts. that's a smart thing to do yeah. sell it while it's all good because all the yeah because everything the axle shafts are good they're they're the old superior shafts the discovery shafts mm-hmm. um and they're strong like i'm out wheeling on 40s yeah you know i'm crawling up walls on 40s with 538s if you're not breaking a front shaft doing that i mean you're doing decent yep you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah so i need to do uh it's just one of the things that's like on my list of like oh this is where, oh uh up a couple updates one uh the steering problem that i used to have with the whole steering binding yep. when you try to turn too fast it has seemed to have gotten better. And I think part of it is being full on fluid and cycling the system enough to, uh, to get all the air bubbles worked out of it. I think that maybe that was just part of the issue. I just was, hadn't been used uh, enough to get it all worked in back when I had my steering issues. Uh-huh. I was wondering if I had it bled enough. Uh-huh. Um, I watched a video from some, I don't know who it was now, but it was a le- like legit name steering mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. And they said with the steering system, you had to cycle it 
dude, it was like 60 or 80 something. I mean, like absolutely <laughs> stupid. Really and that was lock yep. to lock. That was not like yep. from one side to the other. That was like full cycle. Yeah. It was like 60 or 80 times. Before and I'm like, it would be, that yeah. doesn't sound like a lot, but like, it's bro, go lot. out and turn your steering wheel left and then right. And then all also, the way if you're having a lot of air, 60 fucking times. If you're having a lot of air in the system, you need to turn it one way, shut it off. Yep. Let it, let it, you know, sit for 15, 30 minutes, or whatever. Let that air come to the top of the pump, fire it back up, turn to the other way, shut it off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like if you're trying to get the air to come out and stay out of that pump, you yep. don't, if the fluid's full of air, if it's aerated, then you're just pumping aerated fluid back down to the right ram and the box it. and everything else. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, it still does a little bit of binding stuff every now and again when I'm like at idle and trying to like make a quick turn. Uh, I notice if it, that's just your pump. I think it's just, yeah, I think that's the limitations of Lack that application. Of pushing more pressure. Yeah. I think it's literally the limitations of the pump being doing that. And, uh, but other than that, like I backed out of the driveway earlier and just spun the wheel, just like you would, just like a stock vehicle. It didn't feel out of place every now and again, I'll feel it hit against that kind of that bump against that, um, you know, that whatever. Um, but outside of that, it just seems to work pretty well. So there's a couple of upgrades I'd like to do in the future. Just not going to do the roof right. This one. Huh? Roof. What the fuck? I don't know. It seems very overlandish. <laughs> uh, another update. I got a phone call yesterday from the transmission shop. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. How'd that go? Not great. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, let's update the listeners. <laughs> and myself. And yourself, because I haven't like told to you know. yet. Yeah. Uh, so, he called me yesterday, and this, and he's telling me the story. I'm, like, waiting for it to go real downhill real quick. Yep. And uh, he's like, so, I got the transmission back in your truck, and I went to take it for a test drive. Oh, that's always a good and, sign. Uh, <laughs> he's like, it doesn't make the noise anymore that it was making. Okay. So, it's not whining anymore. And um, he's like, but... I can't test drive it because the front brakes are so locked up. He's like, I literally had it like half throttle trying to get it back to the driveway because the brakes were smoking. I was like, well, that's fucking good. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, well, I told him he's like, yeah. So the front brakes are kind of locked up on it. I was like, yeah, that's not the first time. I'm like that's not unnormal. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's those calipers have done that before. We're just all of a sudden like, they're like, hmm, not today. So, um, he said that both front calipers were seized and he's like, yeah. And uh, when I pulled back in the driveway, the pedal was really stiff, you know, like you could, like you really had to stand on it. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, great. This is the part where he's going to tell me he ran my truck into somebody else's vehicle, <laughs> but he didn't say that. So maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but nonetheless, he was just talking about the brake pedal is really stiff. I'm like, well, yeah, if the fucking calipers up front are locked mm-hmm. and you press the brake down and those fuckers are set. Like, does that sound like sounds normal? Sounds like a C's caliper. A proportional valve in that. And it's just all factory braking. Yeah, but it's not a factory front axle, though, is it? In my pickup? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's all factory everything. Nothing's changed on the crew cab. Mm. Why? I'm just wondering if you'd like upgraded brakes or something huh. like that. Nope. And- it's all factory everything. So uh, unless something in the ABS. Now, it didn't have a. it didn't have that problem when I drove it. But then again, like it's been sitting for a while like i'm i completely understand if the front brakes are locked up like i get that those calipers like i said have done this before this is not the first time i've had a cal both of those calipers have seized in the past so you just replace i think the i calipers. need to i think i need to replace the calipers and bleed the system out it might have dirt in it probably well, that's, so just that's give it a good. little system flush yep I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over to napa this week pick up two new calipers take them over there throw them on the truck might do rotors while i'm there i don't think might as well. On that application, just as soon as you pull the caliper off, you can take the rotor off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I may do that and change all that over. And then um, 
take her for a test drive and try it out. Hopefully he did a good enough job. Let's hope. Said that the quote, I asked him on the quote and he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to try to keep it as close to what I quoted you as I can. I was like, well, that's appreciated. You only had the fucker for four months. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, we had some issues, but, like, yeah, it wasn't a quick turnaround yeah. either, so. Yeah. And you got some fucking 480 E-parts out of the whole deal. Yeah. So, like, work with me. But yeah. I mean, maybe not all usable, but, I mean, you get a fucking valve body. out. Like, you know the valve body in that other one was good. Like, it wouldn't probably, wouldn't, wasn't fucked up. So, you got all the valve, like, what's a valve body for a 480 E-worth? $24. Really? I don't It's cheap. Fuck clue. <laughs> no fucking clue, man. I bet it's not cheap. All the solenoids. So, but anyway, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, I go over there this week and get that figured out. And then once that's figured out, maybe I'll get my truck back. That'd be nice. And then I get to go on the long journey of getting it back to daily driver status. Yes. Nickel and diming. All of it. Wait till it's just going to be a fucking money pit. Yes. And I'm going to get fed up with it and I'm going to sell that motherfucker. Yep. And somebody else is going to drive it for a decade worry free. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this is literally like, can we put a marker here? Because, like, <laughs> yes, this will happen. You <laughs> will do this. You will say, fuck All it. These you sold happen. it. You're going to go buy what you want to buy and you're going to be done and you're going to love it. And Eventually. the next guy's going to be excited with your truck. And yep. that's how that works. <sighs> it's just life. Yep. Somebody take I literally pulled in the dr- and then you're up here today and looked at your truck. I was like, I wonder if he'll sell it to me. What the black one? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 fucking as is where it is. It looks fine. The brakes uh, seem to no, work on it. The trailer is unhooked. Yeah. yeah. So I did. That's I was going to say I thought the trailer was hooked Just up. Taking a combination the other day, <laughs> and I'm like, you can fuck, take the whole thing. <laughs> Bye. I got well, some trailer. for the low low price of. Oh, no, it's not bad. <laughs> um, I got yeah. No, it is for sale. Are like we last to, calling today? We could. Yeah. Let's let. Um, we I got 15 know. minutes to last call. Let's just last call and roll through it because I got trailer stuff to talk about. So, like, we are we bearing last call? I don't care. You got stuff to do today, so I, know. I don't know well, what don't, that means. I mean, okay, I'll grab a quick beer. Bye now. Okay. No, I hit okay. the wrong button, but oh. it's okay. Oh God damn uh, it, Ian! That's why I did the. Oh, oh God. Well, you got. You good, make my life so hard. You got to You just take two and put them together. Okay. Like how fucking change, hard is that? Change you know? of plans. Whiskey. Uh, Bourbon. Huh? Scotch. Almost tequila. So we got something in the mail the other day that you apparently did not drink. Okay. I feel like it's fitting for today's episode. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I got it in the mail. You, you, we got it in the mail here. We both got one. You did not consume yours. Okay. Different is this? Oh, the coffee. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> I was driving to work the other day and I was like, son of a bitch. I forgot my coffee. Yeah. That like so, the day after the we day talked after we did it. that, yeah. Yep. Uh, I did drink mine. I posted it on Instagram. Okay. Uh, so I've had so. this. All right. So I will give you the majority of it. This well, is okay. way yep. different. Okay. Huh? Let's yeah, we got ten minutes. Okay. And I gotta get the. F- I gotta get out. All of right. Here. So why you pour so this? I have a customer just me at the house in thirty. Perfect. Um. So this is uh our no mocha frappa crappa bullshit or whatever he said. <laughs> Not bush. Sounds like a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a so, mocha frappa crappa coffee. Mm, that smells me. good. Uh, so this is way different than the normal coffee that I drink. Okay. Well, um, I don't drink coffee unless oh, it's this in is beer. a poor hard. They'll just dump it. Okay. There's your serving. Um, so look at the color of that. Is that the normal color of your coffee? Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's, it's uh, way lighter. It's right? different. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's what I was thinking when I got this. So anyhow, 
Here it is. This is our Nitro Cold Brew uh, New Mexico Pinion Coffee. It's made from what was like the Pinion Smooth and Mellow Coffee with a subtle hint of nuttiness infused with nitrogen for a creamy texture. Naturally flavored with the taste of Pinion, a pine nut that grows in the high mountains of New Mexico. And it's zero calorie, no sugar, high caffeine. This is more of a blonde style roast of coffee. That's why it has that so lighter it's a color. Lighter color. Yeah. And it has that more um, bitter. I don't know if I want to call it bitter. Blonde roast has a more of a bittery kind of taste to me, I guess. Anyway, it's not this smoky roast. So anyway, uh, give that a try. I think you'll like it. Yep, that's our. Ooh, that's. Ooh. I, I like I noticeably. Think you got the better one. Did I? Mm, I don't what remember. What does that mean? Better one. It's, it's the same shit, right? It was good flavor. Um, it's good coffee flavor. But anyway, yeah, it's a it's a cold brew. It's a nitro cold I brew. I really just don't like coffee. Coffee, coffee when oh. it's not in my beer. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, you're fucked. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'll drink it. Like drink I drink. Up, uh, sure. I've been drinking the like Starbucks uh, cold can things, uh-huh. and I'll drink the. Um, just, black rifle coffee yeah you know stuff like that so i'm gonna but just they like trying sugar, to get a little bit sweeter in it. It. Yeah. yeah yeah but like but it's not coffee and beer. yeah this is not gonna be my wheelhouse no but it wasn't mine is, the first cup i had wasn't mine either I, it um, smells so fun like i love the smell, the smell of fucking coffee know. like oh my god yeah so this I is just like my straight ass black coffee coffee my ice cream I just love like the flavor of coffee oh god i can just sniff this uh-huh. oh yeah long. it's good smell yeah, it's just straight ass. I don't even like call it. I don't know if I would call that black coffee because it's definitely not black. It's like an amber color. What do you think of that? Different than you expected. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> way different than what I had pictured. That's that. Yeah, that is that. Um, but I could drink that like that's good stuff. Yeah, that is the uh, that that pine nut. Yeah, you're, that, that's that taste you're getting is that pine nut. I think that change really changes the the taste of it. Anyway. Cause it's almost like a, um, not sour, but like, you know what I'm saying? What do you call that? Like that bitter. Yeah. 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 Like black that's, coffee that's to me is bitter as shit. It's nasty. I don't know right. how the fuck old people drink it mm. and fuck y'all. I can drink, put uh, some flavorings in your coffee. boys. <laughs> I do here recently. I've been doing vanilla and, um, sweetener yep. in my black coffee. Mm-hmm. I drank black coffee straight for years. I wish I could. Because it's not it's bad okay. for you. It's seemingly it's not bad for you. That doesn't what, seem to be terrible. Yeah, but it's better caffeine. than fucking Red Bull every yeah, day. Okay, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that's like hindsight. Like I could take that caffeine <laughs> uh-huh. and I would use that right. without drinking a fucking Red Bull every uh-huh. day. Like drinking caffeine from. That'd be great. Right. And uh, that's what I mean. Well, like it's not It's not like coffee's great for you, but right. like comparative to the other shit that I get for my energy in the morning yeah. that I seemingly have now developed a need to live <laughs> without a Red Bull. Like. It's weird. I don't drink a Red Bull uh-huh. or any kind of rock star or monster or anything on the weekends because I don't go to the fucking gas station. Uh-huh. But literally on the weekdays, every day. Jeez. Uh huh. So on the weekends, I have this little, little fucking headache. Uh, yeah. This little headache. Just a little something, something that you need. All weekend. And I'm like, boys, like, is my eyes like kind of stressed out of my sinuses? And I swear to God, Monday I go to work. Drink, drink a Red Bull uh-huh. or a Monster or whatever I feel like that morning. Just a little pump of caffeine. Like, oh, it's bad. Caffeine addiction is real. I honestly, I, I think, I think I'm there. Yeah, to to the addiction. <laughs> um, 
Well, however <laughs> long ago I started this solar farm. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't take long to get I stop at Casey's every day. And it mm-hmm. used to be once in a while. And now it literally, there's a red bull. Like, I've upgraded to the damn 20 ounces oh, some days that. on like the, ooh, I'm feeling <clears> it today. Ugh. And the 20 ounces are on sale and uh-huh. 20 ounces throughout the day. <sighs> Terrible. How much time we got left? Uh, we got about five minutes. Perfect. Hops. Let me wrap this off. Okay, five minutes. So, I've been doing some investigational research. Okay. Looking at pictures. Okay. If you What's call it name? research, it sounds professional. Yeah. So the end game for what I want is as such. I'm going to take my trailer. Okay. And I'm going to build some kind of toolbox fuel tank combo Mm -hmm. on it somewhere. Okay. I want to be able to store fluids. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to be a high lift mount, you know, shit like that. And then I also want 30 gallons of, of gas. Of gas. So that if I go to the Badlands, I don't have to take a gas can full of five gallons of gas. Mm-hmm. I can literally, when I go by the gas station, I can fill up my tow rig, I can fill up the buggy, and I can put whatever I want into that tank. So you want to put like an actual tank? I put 30 gallons of gas storage on the trailer. Oh, in a tank. Some Like in something. a tank form, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How close does your buggy get to the front of the trailer? Not that far. I no. mean, it's there's enough room there. Eight, ten inches? Yeah. No, it's probably more than that. Okay. So you could literally build a flat tank. Like that just lays on the floor of the trailer. So, so yeah. So that's my goal. Yeah. Because then I'm like, after a wheeling trip or after I come home from somewhere, I can be like, oh, <laughs> I only used a few gallons of this gas. Uh-huh. I can just pull my pickup or the wife's car right up next to it it's, and just pump it off into that. And then uh, I'm done. It's too bad. It's not diesel fuel. Like yeah. it would just, it just, you know, it's less flammable. Um, but yeah. you could just literally put a tap on the front of the tank because mm-hmm. the trailer sits high enough off the ground. Yep. You could put a tap on the front of the tank and just fill a jerry can with it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I th- I want to make Dude, like one. Keg. I want to make like <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> I want to do like one fuel can mount. Yeah. Um, that way I can have a fuel can. Um, but then I can literally just like I'm not putting a the- fucking transfer pump. I may mm-hmm. put a little electric pump. Depends on how high the tank goes. We'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. But I want to do, I want to basically like put some gas in a fucking can. Yeah. And then either put it in a buggy or put it in the generator or put whatever. it in the camper for the generator or whatever I'm using. I just right. want to be kind of utilitarian. I feel with like, that. yeah, I feel like I know you have, enough, you have enough room up there. That trailer sits pretty high off the ground yeah. once you like Because I spring over it. <laughs> yeah. Once I lifted you- my trailer. Yeah. So yes. it sits pretty high up. You could actually cut a hole in the floor. Even better. Under the axle area? I'm gonna like one, a front axle? I'm going to one-up you. You could cut a hole in the floor and recess. Nope. What? They make under-trailer uh-huh. tanks that are set oh. for the spacing that just, it's like a poly tank uh-huh. with like a, oh. a frame that just, uh-huh. boop. Yeah, huh. fucking, they're out of like RVs or you can buy. Is that a manufactured um, trailer? Yes. Okay. Well, it's built. From yeah, yeah. somebody, but yeah, you didn't homebrew. It's no, not homebrew. it's yeah, yeah, it's like a somebody, mm-hmm. yeah, company built it. Right, right, okay. Um, they sell like enclosed trailers with fuel tank storage mm-hmm. kits, so they make these like tanks that literally mm-hmm. for the trailer spacing just boop, and you up, bolt them up, up underneath, under the, in under between the, the frame rails. Yep, like in between the the railing in there. They're like two hundred huh. bucks. Okay, so, but so it's, it's a cage, so it hangs a little below the trailer. It's only like that deep. Like okay, so maybe hangs like four inches below the trailer. Yeah, which like I said, yours is lifted, so it's not it like you, if you problem. put it up closer to the tongue, you're never gonna hit anything with it. Yep. Huh? That'd be pretty so sweet. That's an option. So how many gallons is that? I think they're like you can get them like 30, 40, okay. something in there. Sweet. Um. So there's an option. That's a great option. 
There's the option of the transfer tank with the toolbox, yeah. which is the fucking them things are expensive. I don't hate it being underneath the tr- the trailer because it's an ideal spot. It's out of the way. It's out of the way. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. And like I said, because yours is lifted, it makes me a lot less nervous of you like catching something on the road and flipping it. You up could always the tank. build a little skid plate, like a little. Well, it's a metal deck metal. anyway, so it's like a firewall. Yeah, <laughs> it starts on fire. It may burn hurt. everything under the trailer, but That's the top fine. of the trailer will probably be fine. Yeah. So um, I, I, you could always build a little skid plate on it for yeah, right. Easy purposes enough. too. Uh, because of the cage. Yep. Um, I like that. How do you transfer out of that tank? See that I would think you're going to need a pump because it's yeah, low. Yeah. But my, a pump's not a big deal. Yeah. You no. need a pusher pump. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then my other option is I want to do like, you've seen the like race car, open race car hauler beds that have the like uh-huh. the dirt car on the back and uh-huh. like the, the box. toolbox box. Mm-hmm. I don't need something so elaborate because I don't need to haul tires and shit right, like right. that, but something, a, a scaled down version of that. Mm-hmm. I saw one this morning. Let me just on flash you this picture. You got one real minute. fast. We're counting it down. This is almost exactly minus the tire carrier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe a little shorter. So it's basically a wall. It's just a square wall. Uh-huh. With like two doors that would open in the front. Uh-huh. And then I like, All I would get like an old, like. 30 gallon fuel cell and mm-hmm. just mount it in there mm-hmm. on like okay. the top. Mm-hmm. So then you could just gravity feed it. Yeah. And not mm. need a pump. Not a bad idea. Um, and then you can put your coolant, your fluids, all your, your high stuff. lift, all that yeah, shit all in a box thing, and yeah. then close it up. Because <clears> anything I'm going to pull behind it the is only, a pickup. The only bad or a part. Camper. Right. The only bad thing about that is, um, is just the wind block. You're, yeah. Yeah. Just what's the pickup. It would be, but yeah. like the camper. Oh, I don't even know. Fuck. Right. So yeah, that's huh. what uh, very interesting. That's my new fab project for the because I don't get that done. There's a couple events that we're going to this year mm-hmm. that I'm gonna need some extra fuel. Man, you'll be cool. So take that same concept mm-hmm. and so because the buggy doesn't mount right against the front of the trailer, mm-hmm. take the front rail off of the trailer. Yep, and make the the tongue the part of the tongue that you want to use. Make it flat with the deck. Mm-hmm. And then make build that box, but a triangle. And then the doors open. So oh. you have a door on either side of the tongue and it's a triangle. Yep. And then the doors would open kind of like a wedge. It'd be a wedge. Trailer. It would be a wedge, but now you have all of that internal storage and then your winch is inside there, deep in there. Yeah. And then you just open the doors from either side on the sides of the tongue. Yep. And then also, so then it would be it would be better on fuel economy because now you have a wedge in front of your buggy. Yep. And you'd have even more storage. Yeah. Because you're using more space. I like that. And that's where I'm, I'm like, obviously, I don't need to get this done like tomorrow. Yeah. But, but I'm kind of just exploring some options. I've looked at, I'm like, keep an eye on Facebook for like old like toolbox or mm-hmm. fuel cells or something like that. So I, I, there's a few different ways you could do it, but I'm, I'm going to come up with something like kind of cool. Yeah. And then basically, I just want fluid storage, high lift jack storage. My wind should obviously be on there somewhere. Right. And then I need, I want 30 gallons of gas. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. So that's all I got. Sweet. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Sorry it's such a short episode this week, but uh, I got to fly because I have to go meet a customer about some money. Oh, the dollars. You like that coffee? Honestly, when he sent that, I was like, I'm not even going to like that. I'm going to take a sip of it and it's going to be garbage. I can drink that. pretty good. (laughs) Does that have a lot of caffeine in there? Yeah, it said high caffeine. Boy, see now like. This is what you need in your life. That's that's what you need in the morning. You need a little eight ounce. need a little eight ounce. Chris, we're going to need you to ship some more of this for for Ian. case of that. This has, I don't know why it's better this time, but there's, it's better flavor this go around. Hmm. I like it. I mean, it's probably a little different flavor on just like beer. 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit more inconsistent than beer, to be honest. I don't know. So either way, uh, we got to wrap this up. Thanks for coming back for another episode of the Total Off-Road Podcast. Make sure you check us out on YouTube at Total Off-Road Podcast, on Instagram at Total underscore Off-Road underscore Podcast. We're also on Facebook at Total Off-Road Podcast, basically across the platforms. Just look for us anywhere that you party. There's a link page on the website. www.totaloffroadpodcast.com link page. Go check it out. We got swag over there. You got the Nug Life stickers. Go pick up one of those. We got t-shirts and other stickers and goodies. More stuff coming soon. And all of our things and more stuff coming soon. Appreciate you guys coming here and we'll catch you on the trail. Mm-hmm.